Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Going underneath for Gordon. Has the reception. Five to the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Chargers. And it is caught by Smith's in trouble. Fires it to West near side. Jukes inside the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown! Sharkandrick West! Looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Leaping back yes! to Montana. Yes! Touchdown Green Bay! With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN 4 Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. Oh, yes, it is. Welcome to week six in the National Football League. Yeah, this is TSN 4 Downs. We're delivered by Domino's. I'm Andy McNamara, and you can get us on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at TSN 4 Downs. I have a great show for you today, folks. Lots and lots of fantasy football tips and advice. You can tweet us at AndyMC81 and at TSN 4 Downs. Again, get your fantasy football questions in in about 15 minutes. Rich Dotson from DynastyNerds.com will join me. He is one of the best out there. Rich Dotson in 15 minutes. Then at 11.30, we're going to swing around the very interesting NFC South with Larry Holder. He's a columnist for NOLA.com, covers the Saints and the NFC South, and we're really going to get into this uh, Adrian Peterson situation. It didn't work out in a hurry with the Saints. Now he's with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not expecting much at all out of AP, and I, I honestly think he's done after this year. But also the rest of the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons, all right, they're at 3-1. The Panthers dropped to 4-2. and two. You have the Saints and then the Bucks, who have been underwhelming. I thought they'd be a bit better at this time in the season coming off of the, the year that Jameis Winston had a year ago. Uh, so we'll get to all that. And again, your sleeper picks. I'll have my DraftKings sleeper picks. And also, folks, also, again, hey, this will be week three of it, our four downs DraftKings contest. All you do is you go to draftfree.com. It's the NFL Pick'em style contest on DraftKings. So it's not salary cap. It's in each tier, each group, you pick the player that you believe is going to have the best week. And it's then scored in your normal fantasy uh, PPR point way through DraftKings. And if you win, well, top 48 get paid, baby. Top 48 get paid out. Grand prize is a Domino's pizza package. Scriz, you you just missed the top 10 last week. Just missed it. Just Thanks, mi- Ben. Just mi- Oh, yeah. You had Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. Ooh, that was a tough week. That hurt. You know what I love, too? The media and, and on, on talk radio shows all over, people say, well, Ben Roethlisberger said he doesn't have it anymore. L- listen to the interview, people. Okay, listen to the interview. He was clearly frustrated and being sarcastic. He's like, well, maybe I don't have it anymore. I'm like, really? It's like, no, I probably had a bad game, idiots. Reporters had a bad week. Did you hear? Oh. Let's, I want to talk about baseball for a sec. Did you hear the Bryce Harper question that was asked to him? No. How do you think the Cubs and Dodgers are going to play out? Right after they lose game five. Oh, man. What do you expect him to say? <laughs> Figure it out, media. Sometimes reporters just, uh, they just don't get it. They just don't get it. A guy and a team that is getting it, Scriz, and one of our listeners, Chelsea, is going to love this on Twitter. The Philadelphia Eagles. Flying. Fly, Ha-ha! Eagles, fly. I don't know if that's the sound an Eagle makes. A ra- more of a raven. Well, I don't know. Maybe a screech. I don't know. The crows. Either way, 
28 to 3 over the Panthers. Boy, did Cam Newton implode. Jeez. Game's on the line. Cam Newton's not a big fourth quarter comeback guy anyway. Luke Keekley, quick storyline before we get to the Eagles. How about Keekley again in concussion protocol? And Scrizz, we're getting to the point with Keekley as great a player as he is. We know once you start getting one concussion, they add up. And third oh, concussion in three years. Yeah, I, I thought it was a shoulder first. When you see the hit, because it looks like because he's bending down trying to get the sack, and right. the whole line it was comes, straight on. Yeah, and it looks like he gets it in between the shoulder and the neck area. But for that to be a concussion, that's much bigger deal. Well, and because it's that whiplash action too, right? Like you don't have to get hit per se in the head. It's all that the neck and head and brain and all that whipping around. So. That is top. That would be a shame. He bounces back because he's obviously a top three linebacker. It's phenomenal. And it's no coincidence that after he left the game, the Eagles really started to tear it up. Right? That's You just can't replace a Luke Keekley. But for Carson Wentz, and it kills me saying this as a Browns fan, Skriz, because all they had to do was hand in the card. He just what? Two years ago, hand in the card. (laughs) Hand it in. Have someone else write it up. No. No. They decided to get cute. Traded away, and the Eagles now have Carson Wentz, who is has been phenomenal. Three touchdowns, no picks. You know what got me? You know what really stood out to me too, Chris? Not just his uh, his his method being able to move the ball. Because if you just look at the stats, the completion percentage isn't great, sixteen of thirty. But it was when he made his plays and the toughness for Carson Wentz. It was I think they were out from the four, and he didn't get into the end zone. But he rolled out to the right, play he went and wasn't there. He went back in, and he went shoulder to shoulder, his throwing shoulder. Maybe not the smartest move, but shoulder to shoulder with that Carolina uh, defensive back. Mike Mitchell. Uh, I think it was Adams. Oh, Mike Adams. Yeah, yeah. with Adams. Boom. And he went down, got back but up. But you don't, want, you to, you don't want him to do that. You don't want him to do it. Absolutely. Or at least go with the other shoulder. But, Skriz, when they were down or the game was close, you do that, you just felt the energy from his teammates. You just felt it. They're like, that guy is a leader, and I will follow him through hell and back. That's what you get in Carson Wentz. Well, (laughs) yeah, at some point. Then you got what? Who's backing him up? Nick Foles? Oh, God. Woo! (laughs) Hey, now. And LeGarrette Blunt. Now, he's over the week. Now, not a great year, obviously, but he's shown a little bit more pep the last couple weeks. Which obviously helps out. With LeGarrette Blunt, if he doesn't fall into the end zone, he doesn't do much for you fantasy-wise. Oh, very true. If we're talking just fantasy, you're absolutely right. No. 67 yards, but the average per carry. But in the fourth quarter, when you need to run down that clock. Grind it out, man. And with Luke Kuechly not being in the middle of the defense there, all you have to do is run right up the middle. He's He's a perfect back for that. Yeah, he was getting getting big chunk gains. 4.8 yards per carry. So that's uh, the Eagles are 5-1. And and we're starting to... We put out the poll last week, Skriz, about... MVP candidates, I think we might have to start thinking about putting Carson Wentz in the conversation. Well, I'll think about it, but it's, you got to show me more. Yeah, you right? got to show me more. Got to show you more. But I'll tell you, this guy's got ice water in his veins, man. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to jump up. So our poll question this week at TSN Four Downs on Twitter at AndyMC81 is heading into NFL Week Six. Who's your rookie of the year? Who is your rookie of the year heading in to Week Six? Of the NFL season. You got Kareem Hunt of the Chiefs, who's been a, a, a manimal in the backfield. Deshaun Watson. Dude, got two, 10 touchdowns in two games. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Leonard Fournette. How about him? Nothing in the passing game. Box is stacked all the time, and he's done nothing but plow ahead. And then that versatile weapon, Christian McCaffrey, that we saw. He had a, we talk about fantasy days. Christian McCaffrey had a huge fantasy day Thursday. 
So you got Hunt, Watson, Fournette, or McCaffrey. How are you voting, Chris? I went with Deshaun Watson. Hmm. I, because Kareem Hunt has also been... He's got an Alex Smith with him, and Alex Smith has had the best season of his career so far. Complimentary, though, I think, Chris. I think so. Right? But I think, like, it's more on Andy Reid than I think it is Kareem Hunt, Alex Smith. Like, that whole... It, everything's working for them. When you look at Tom Savage week one for the Houston Texans Ugh. and how they got killed by Jacksonville, and then you see what Deshaun Watson has done for that offense, they have a playoff caliber, maybe even a Super Bowl caliber defense. And now that you have a legit QB back there, you got to start taking Houston pretty seriously. Oh, yeah. And it's on Watson. And you know what's funny? How the Houston Texans are known as, as a defensive powerhouse, right? Well, you lose J.J. Watt. You lose Merciless. You sign a couple guys. Uh, off the street to come in and help. But that defense is still good to very good. You still have Jadavian Clowney. But now they're, they're, you think of them more as an offensive team, which is something we're not used to out of these Houston Texans, right? Like, it's, it's totally, totally different. So I'm going to say when I'm, when I'm talking about Rookie of the Year, it's close. I wouldn't be upset by Watson at this point. I'm still going to go Kareem Hunt, I just think. And I'm with you, but I think it's complimentary football the way he's been able to really thrive with Alex Smith, because that's what you need, right? Like we're seeing it with Todd Gurley and Jared Goff in, uh, in L.A. as well. Running back plays well. Well, then they can't stack the box, or, or they try to stack the box. What does that do? You have your quarterback, make plays around him. They have to yeah, keep the defense on edge all the time. And that's where you really start making, a, uh, making it interesting for your offense and for your fans and have a great year. So Kareem Hunt actually leading the way right now. Deshaun Watson at second, Leonard Fournette and third, and Christian McCaffrey fourth. It's because I, I don't think Leonard Fournette's getting enough hype yet, probably because he plays for the Jags, but he's had a great year, man. Absolutely. Oh. See, he would have been my pick at the start of the year. Yeah. But what he did against Pittsburgh, like he's a, he has a touchdown every week. No one would have thought that playing for Jacksonville. No. I think Jacksonville would score a touchdown every week. Ne- <laughs> never mind Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, so the, you can vote there at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81. Who is your Rookie of the Week? All right, Skrizz, let's, uh, let's see if we can win people some money here. The Big Three. Yes, and we have a slew of games on the station this weekend, of course. And we're going to pick three of, of interest here, Skrizz. And um, I'm going to start with, I think what's, what stands out to me is Chiefs Steelers as far as what? How does Ben Roethlisberger respond? How does Antonio Brown? They've had friction. How do they respond in Kansas City? Between them and Seattle, they go back and forth between breaking the sound record, the decibel record, whatever it is, for the Guinness Book of World Records. How did the Steelers respond on the road against Alex Smith? And we just talked about Kareem Hunt. Uh, KC is three-and-a-half-point favorites. I, I like that spread. I'm going to take Chiefs outright. Yeah, the Chiefs at home especially are a different animal. The one thing that kind of worries me is the fact that Deshaun Watson could put up five touchdowns on that offense. Mm. What can a veteran like Ben Roethlisberger with all those weapons do? Is his head right, though? I know. They burned me last week, and I don't feel like bending on them again. Mm. I still think they have to give the ball to Le'Veon Bell a little bit more. He even came out this week and said that running is the formula to winning. So give me the ball. Well, yeah. Right, um, And we know what he can do when he does that. Because, like, Antonio Brown went for 180 yards last week, and they got demolished. Sure. So maybe now give the ball to Le'Veon Bell, run that clock down. You don't want to give that, that offense with KC on the field. So I think it'll be closer than most people think. 
but that Arrowhead advantage, I got to give it to KC. Yeah, I'll go KC also. Uh, now there's a couple other ones. I'm I'm thinking we got to go Packers Vikings, even though they're banged up people on both sides. That's going to be a fascinating NFC North battle. Vikings three and two, Packers four and one for Green Bay. You have Ty Montgomery. Either if he does play, he'll be very limited with his ribs. So make sure you keep an eye on that in your fantasy lineup. Uh, looks like the receiving core is getting healthy for the Vikings, though. They're going to have to go back to Chase Keenum and Stefan Diggs. Bye-bye. That's huge. Yeah, so Packers by 78. <laughs> Packers are favored just by three. That makes no sense to me. Is it in Minnesota? It's in Minnesota, and the Vikings' defense is very good. We can't discount that fully. I saw what the Bears did on Monday night. Mm. That's a short. <laughs> the Thursday ones are always short weeks, though, Scribs, right? That they're sloppy. Okay, so no, it was a Monday night game, and now yeah, sorry, now sorry they're, on, yeah. they're on a short week now. And they're going yeah. against Aaron Rodgers, who look what he did against the Cowboys last week. And he's getting Devontae healthier. Adams, Devontae Adams is healthy. Didn't mm-hmm. think he would be after that concussion, but he looks amazing. That was a sick hit. <laughs> that Packers offense is fire. It doesn't matter who you could be at running back for the Packers. Oh. You got you're shifty. I can. I'd be I'd be like a, a, an around the corner. T- I wouldn't be between the tackles. I couldn't take the punishment. I'd yeah, I know. You, know, you got to put you off. You're like McCaffrey. You got to go yeah. inside. Go, <laughs> go to the I side just, and run. They're going to score 30 points, and I think Minnesota's just going to struggle to move the ball. They might get a couple field goals. Maybe Jack McKinnon goes for another 50 yard run, but. I just don't see Minnesota being in this game after halftime. Jarrett McKinnon's coming up in my DraftKings sleeper picks later on, so stay tuned for that too. I'll say Packers, yeah. Packers by three, I might. I never like taking double digits, but I'd say at least seven. At least seven by the pack. Yep, makes sense. All right, and uh, let's do the Sunday nighter just because. Oh, do we have I, to? Scrizz, I'm sure, I'm sure the National to? Football League didn't think that, uh, that uh, poor Eli Manning would be without all of his receivers. Yeah, you think they'd want flex scheduling. A little oh, earlier this year. Boy. His top target is the tight end? Ingram? Evan Ingram, who had zero catches last week. Oh, that is correct, sir. Yes. Um, so you're going up against the Denver Broncos, who we know how dominant their defense is. You have no Odell, no Brandon Marshall, no Sterling Shepard. Broncos coming off a bye as well. So they're well-rested. Yikes. Uh, this will be a, a straight-up bloodbath. And the only reason I don't think it will be a complete blowout is because... Trevor Simeon isn't that type of guy. I think a big game for C.J. Anderson, man. That whole backfield, I think, is going to be huge. The Giants' secondary in their defense has actually played pretty well this year. Yeah, they're going to be overwhelmed, though, I think. Uh, absolutely. They're, <laughs> the Broncos are going to have the ball on their 19 <laughs> every start. So this is going to be awful. Like, I'm not really not looking forward to this game. I thought we were going to talk Rams and Jaguars. I think that's a much better game well, this week. That could be really interesting, too. Um, and we got a break, but let's do let's do that one real quick. Uh, Rams, uh, Jaguars. Uh, I'll say Rams, uh, even though it's on the road. Jacksonville is not an intimidating place to play at all. Uh, the Goff Gurley combo. I'll go. I'll go Rams. I think I'm going Jaguars. You go Jags. When's I, the last time you ever said that? I know. Can you I, I no. I can't. I was probably 12 years old, and wow. Fred Taylor was in the backfield. Oh my. Uh, I just that Seahawks game kind of showed me that the Rams aren't here quite yet. Mm-hmm. Whenever they play against a good defense, they just, they're not the same team. You know what's interesting, though, with the Jags? It's like the number one pass defense, but they're last in rushing. Like, it's really weird. So yeah, it's Jacksonville. Of course they're weird. Yeah, but like I'm thinking, you know, you probably go heavy on, uh, on Gurley in this one. All right, Blake Bortles over under 25 pass attempts. Well, if they're, if they're in it, they, if they're smart, they'll go under. You got to you got to try to go under, right? I, I think, think under. I think it'll be close. I think, it'll be a close I think game. this this could be like a thirteen ten type of game. Yeah, 
It might, it might be ugly. But I'm going Jacksonville. Going I don't know. Jacksonville. They, they, it's, it's a weird year in the NFL. Go Jaguars. Okay. Wow. Never thought I'd hear that. Uh, anyway, we will take the break. Come back with some fantasy football tips. So if you want to get your questions in, tweet us at TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81. Rich Dotson from DynastyNerds.com. He is a gem. He joins me next on TSN4Downs. Wentz in the gun. He's back again. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught. Touchdown. Zach Ertz, the second of the game. Deshaun gets the snap. Throws left side of the end zone. Hopkins is there for the touchdown reception. And that's five touchdown passes for the rookie. To the 40. To the 30. And it's loose. Inside the 10. Touchdown. Jarek McKinnon. I mean, whoever's saying, uh, I can't know what games they're watching. Wow, Bill. Bill. Fantasy football garbage. No, no. That's why you're making however many mil you are each year, pal. Because people care about fantasy football. And so do I, and so do you. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. TSN 1050. TSN 1150. And across the TSN radio network, you can get us on Twitter at AndyMC81, at TSN and the number four downs. We are delivered by Domino's, folks. Make sure you check out all their deals this weekend. Get fed. Domino's.ca. Their four-topping large pizza for $11.99 deal is phenomenal. You have the marble cookie brownie for dessert. The side dishes are so underrated. The, the, the breadsticks, the cheese sticks, the pasta, everything you need for carryout, delivery, whatever, go to Domino's.ca. So let's get into some fantasy football talk here. From Cleveland, Ohio, Rich Dotson from Dynasty Nerds. Rich, how's it going, man? Good, Andy. Good. Thanks for having me back on, man. Absolutely. No, a pleasure to have you on. And we got a, a ton of questions that we'll get to in a, uh, a few minutes here um, at TSN 4 Downs, and they can tweet you as well, at Dynasty Rich. We were talking before the break about the New York Giants. And, uh, Rich, do you, do you touch any New York Giant player this week? Like, your options are Evan Ingram and Roger Lewis. Like, what's yeah, happening? It's a disaster. It's, 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 you might as well call that place Chernobyl right now when it comes to <laughs> fantasy football because you just cannot touch it or go near it. You know, Evan Ingram might be a nice uh, dynasty street, not, I mean, fantasy football stream and tight end there because, honestly, he is probably their only option when it comes to an, as an offensive weapon. The running game's a disaster. Paul Perkins is a complete disaster. All the receivers are hurt. Like you said, Roger Lewis is going to come in. The rest of the guys are going to be tax, uh, practice squads guys, so they're not going to be relevant. And Evan Ingram is essentially a giant wide receiver who's playing tight end, so that will work out there. But if he starts to be double-covered, situations mm. like that, then we, we're really going to have to worry. So right now, stay away from New York. What about Wayne Gallman? Any interest there? Yeah, he was a rookie that I liked really coming out. Uh, but at the same time, look, you're going to be able to stack the box versus yeah. New York. The, the offensive line's not good at all. The running game's been a disaster. Wayne Gallman's a nice sneaky start to get out there this week. If you if you need a running back play, he's definitely viable. But at the same time, I'm not looking for big numbers. New York's not moving the ball. They're not scoring touchdowns in the running game. It, it, again, I would just really, really stay away from the whole New York situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You're you're right. And as you said, the Denver defense, it's so good. They'll just stack the box. That's it, right? They'll they'll just they'll just take care of that. So uh, when we go to the the Packers Vikings game, uh, you see this one on the schedule earlier in the year. You think, wow, that's going to be phenomenal. Oh, can't wait to see what Dalvin Cook and Ty Montgomery. Do. Oh wait, hold on. Cooks out. A Montgomery banged up ribs. When you're looking at the Vikings here, Stefan Diggs won't play. Adam Thielen becomes, I guess, the main the main target. Like, what are you looking at Vikings wise? 
Buckins, uh, you still have some solid starts there. You know, Case Keenan's coming in. He's doing an okay job. Mm-hmm. Still has yet to throw an interception on the year. You got Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon fills into that Dalvin Cook role pretty yeah. perfectly. So he's going to be he's going to be the guy that you can start every single week. So if you jumped on your waiver wires and got Jarek McKinnon, he's going to be somebody that can help you carry along and get to the playoffs like we need. Allen Thielen's a really good route runner, runs good routes. He's solid there, and you still have Kyle Rudolph as well. So from the Vikings' aspect, you still have three viable options there to get into your starting lineup this weekend. Green Bay side, same thing. You have, you have everybody there that you're regularly going to start. Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. Martellus Bennett's been somewhat of a disappointment, mm-hmm. so I'll stay away from him. But this week, Ty Montgomery, he, he's been practicing, but it's been real light. Even if he does play, look for him to play in a limited role. And you have the rookie out of UTEP, who we've been talking about all this offseason, Aaron Jones, who kind of comes in, and he's, he's kind of like Ty Montgomery. Catches the ball well, runs the wall, ball well, had 134 total yards and a touchdown against the Cowboys last week. Look for him to be the main down running back this week for the uh, Minnesota Green Bay Packers versus the Vikings and something they can get into your lineup. In conversation with Rich Dotson from Dynasty Nerds on Twitter, at Dynasty Rich, I have a question here from at Jordy1927. Aaron Rodgers against the Vikings or Matt Stafford versus the Saints? Yeah, whereas Matt Stafford has a really good matchup versus that terrible New Orleans Saints yeah. defense, you never bench Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter if he's playing 85 <laughs> Bears. He's getting out there and he's playing every single week. He has the offensive weapons and he has the skill set to make sure he comes through every week for you and your fantasy team. I know they got Xavier Rhodes out there for the Minnesota defense, but Aaron Rodgers can easily disperse the ball to different players. Aaron Rodgers is a must-start week in, week out. does not matter the opponent. Got another one for you here, Rich. At LaBelle underscore Kyle, what's the better WR slash TE combo, receiver tight end combo, Pryor and Ebron or Lockett and Witten? That's well, Witten's on a bye this week. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, take him out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just reading that now. Yeah. Absolutely. So the Cowboys are out so, there. Is there another tight end you'd slide in? This week? Yeah. Uh, you know, on your waiver wire, a lot of people are going to be uh, be able to probably pick up David Njoku for the Browns. He leads the NFL in touchdowns amongst tight ends with three. Hmm. And let's face it, the Browns have no options there. Kevin Hogan's a little bit more accurate there yeah. as well. I'd look for David Njoku to be a nice, okay waiver wire pickup there. And if you're looking for somebody that's not going to really possibly play this week, George Kittle, rookie for the San Francisco 49ers, hand-selected by Kyle Shanahan to come in and play that Jordan Reed role in his offense. He will be involved as the year progresses. And he, out of all tight ends this year, his spark score was through the roof. He was one of the top tight ends coming through it when it comes to athleticism. So George Kittle is a nice waiver wire pickup as well. Yeah, he's sneaky fast. That's actually one of my guys I put in my uh, DraftKings sleeper article, the George George Kittle. Yeah, it's sneaky fast, big body, and again with with Brian Hoyer there, we know, and you're you're a Cleveland guy, Rich. We know from his time in Cleveland, if he can find a target he's comfortable with, he is not afraid to keep feeding that target. And George Kittle, as a tight end, as a bigger guy that can box out or move the chains, he can be that that potential option for him. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. So, Rich, when we're looking at um, running backs for, for this week, um, and actually, no, I'll, I'll do a twist here on a, a question uh, on Twitter that came in about the future of Ezekiel Elliott. And he, it's one uh, fan, he had a trade. I'm trying to find the tweet, so I'd like to give him credit. But they had a trade on the table with the question mark being, hey, it's, it's Ezekiel Elliott. We don't know right now. Is he going to play? Where is that at? It looks like he'll probably stay there. Do you look to deal Ezekiel Elliott, if the price is right at this point in the season? Yeah, I mean, anybody's available if the price is right. 
Uh, you're always trying to better your team and have a well-rounded team when it comes to the playoffs. You want to make mm. sure, you know, depth is nice, but the whole reason to have depth is not only to fill those, those positions during bye weeks, but also to fill positions of need, to upgrade, to make sure you have a championship-caliber team. And when it comes to Zeke, I mean, you knew what you are getting yourself into when you drafted That's him. That's right. When you drafted him, most likely, you had no idea if he was going to play or not. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you are in a position to have quality fill-in spots. But, yeah. I mean, you don't know, even if it gets delayed again this week. It could be the following week he starts a six-week suspension. Yep. And the further, the further this goes along from a fantasy football aspect, you have to worry about is, all of a sudden it does come into fruition that he is getting suspended, and now he's out for your playoffs. You know, oh. in the beginning of the year, he misses the first six weeks. Hey, no problem. He comes back. He'll be ready for the playoffs. I make my run. I'll be good to go. I just got to handle these first six weeks. Now it's coming to the point where, okay, if this playoff starts, if this suspension starts soon, he's not going to be there for your playoffs, which makes him non-valuable to you when it, comes, when it means the most. So, yeah, I'd be looking to move Zeke if I possibly could, only if the price is right, though. Yeah, that's a great point, too. If it, if it had happened already, you could stomach it, but ooh, you cross your fingers if it's playoff time. Uh, Rich, uh, pump what you got coming up on DynastyNerds.com. Terrific website for those who haven't checked it out. Yeah, you know, we're always, every single week we, we talk about guys that you can pick up your waiver wire and get that are possible potential starts for your lineup as a long year comes along. We do the podcast every single week. It comes out every Wednesday. As you guys check it out, we always talk about those deep, sneaky players. Uh, on my Sunday show on ESPN Cleveland, we always do our not-so-obvious starts. We make sure that there's guys on your waiver wire on the back end of your roster that you can get in your lineup to help you, what, to help you win. So far, we're about 70% hit rate, Ooh. which I feel is pretty fantastic. So yeah. there's always sneaky guys out there. And, of course, if you have any fantasy football questions, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. Rich, a pleasure, man. Let's do this again before the season's done. Absolutely. Thanks, Andy. Have a great one. You too, bud. Rich Dotson from Dynasty Nerds at Dynasty Rich on Twitter. We're going to take the break, folks. We're going down to Nolans. Talk some Saints and NFC South. Adrian Peterson, Bootski. He's thrilled about it. He's out in Arizona. What does it mean for the Saints backfield and the division? We'll talk to Larry Holder, columnist for NOLA.com, next here on TSN 4 Downs. I wasn't pushing to be moved, but uh, I'll be lying to you to say that I, I, you know, I didn't want to change the scenery. You know, after, after four weeks and seeing how things played out. So, yeah, it was something that, that I was praying about. How about that for some... Nice New Orleans music as we hear Adrian Peterson happy to be away from the Saints and over to Arizona with the Cardinals. We'll see if he can do anything with the Cards where he did nothing with the Saints. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. You can get us on Twitter at TSN4Downs, myself at AndyMC81. And guys, we are delivered by Domino's. Check out all the great carryout and delivery deals at dominoes.ca. That's Domino's. .ca, and you can get them on Twitter, too, at Domino's Canada. So let's go down to New Orleans. Larry Holder, columnist for NOLA.com and co-host on Sports 1280 in New Orleans. Larry, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. So you heard uh, AP. He looked, I saw the press conference. He looked giddy to be away from uh, Sean Payton and the Saints and over to Arizona. What did you think of his limited time with the Saints? Obviously, it wasn't too eventful. Yeah, I, uh, when they first signed him, I was skeptical from the start because Mark Ingram was coming off of his best season of his career. Uh, to me, uh, he was their, say, number one running back. And also, Sean Payton all off season was touting how 
uh, highly regarded he felt the running back class was. And, of mm. course, they signed Adrian Peterson less than a week before the draft. So it's not like they went out and signed him immediately in free agency. Uh, so you could have waited it out. I mean, there was no line to sign Adrian Peterson. Teams have passed on him. And there was no – it wasn't this mad dash to go sign him. So the Saints add Adrian Peterson, trade up back into the third round, and draft Alvin Kamara. And it, it's, it was obvious from day – well, not day one, but I'll say game one, uh, when uh, they tried to force-speed Adrian Peterson, he just didn't look like the same guy. And uh, the Saints – did the right thing. They yeah. should go with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara as their one and two back. And you didn't have room for Adrian Peterson. And honestly, he was the, the you know the least effective of the three. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was he was the odd man out. Now he wasn't getting a ton of touches. Do you see his departure benefiting Kamara or Ingram one more than the other? Or no, I guess you would say it would probably benefit Ingram because I feel like Alvin Kamara. He's certainly more of a, within the Saints offense, the Reggie Bush, Darren Sproul yeah. type of player. And you'd have him as but, – but I feel like Kamara can actually be more effective running the football than maybe those two. So it's certainly something that uh, – they were phasing that out anyway. Look, Adrian Peterson played six snaps against the Dolphins in London and had four carries for four yards. They were going to phase it out anyway. And so, uh, you know, I, I just think that when the Saints and Sean Payton – He's not handcuffed anymore. He doesn't have to worry about uh, the feelings of Adrian Peterson. He doesn't have to worry <laughs> about uh, trying to get a Hall of Famer the ball because if you were, you wouldn't have this worry if this was just like Joe Smith, number three yeah. running back. But it's Adrian Peterson. Right, right. And, and certainly, yeah, Adrian Peterson happy to be gone. We'll see what he does in Arizona. I'm not expecting a whole lot from what we saw out of, uh, out of New Orleans there. But when you look at the Saints coming off of the bye here, Larry, they shut out the Dolphins, and for years it seems that the Saints' defense has been their Achilles heel. How much do you put in shutting out the really lackluster offense of, of the Dolphins there? Is this defense better than people expected, or is it that a one-off against a bad Miami team? Well, they played pretty well the previous week at Carolina. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's one thing. But now uh, I'm not going to say they're the 85 Bears or anything like that. I mean, I think they're a little bit better, sure, but uh, I'm curious to see. Look, it's going to be a test. Even if Matt Stafford is banged up, Matt Stafford is better than Jay Cutler. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be honest with you. And then next week they go to Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers has been playing out of his mind. So, uh, you know, do I think it's better? Yes, but do I think it's, it's something that, wow, the Saints uh, – uh, should feel relieved or, or feel like they've got it all solved on that side of the football. No, but it, it is uh, for the Saints going up against the Lions. Look, uh, you know, I I do think that they have been effective blitzing quarterbacks, and a, a gimpy Matt, Matt Stafford could be the recipe for the Saints to become. And let's list that as crazy. It, it, if they if they win Sunday, it'll be the first time they're above five hundred. Since 2013, they haven't been one and zero. They haven't been two and one. No, they've gotten to 500 several times and just fallen off the map. So it's uh, it's a critical game for the Saints, even though it's only going to be their fifth game. 
Jeez, I didn't realize that since 2013. In conversation with Larry Holder, columnistvernola.com on Twitter, at Larry Holder. Let's swing around quick the rest of the NFC South here, Larry. And this is a, an exciting division. It's an interesting division. Tampa Bay not off to the start. I thought they would be at 2-2. Two and two. Jameis Winston not quite as uh, explosive or taking advantage of the weapons as I, I thought he might. The Falcons at 3-1. and one. The Panthers were kind of flashing, but, but then Cam Newton threw those picks at 4-2. and two. How do you see this division ranked and, and, and sifting out over the rest of the season? To me, it could go in a whole bunch of different ways. Right. It's, it's as unpredictable maybe yeah. as I've seen in quite a while. And, uh, look, I still think Atlanta, I still think they're the best team in the division. But, look, they're human. So I think they're, you know, it's, uh, it's not that they can't be caught. And you mentioned Carolina. Look, I saw them play probably their easily their worst game of the year yeah. against the Saints. I mean, the Saints dominated them. And then the next two weeks they go out and beat New England in New England. And then, uh, you know, they they beat Detroit. And so you're like, oh, all right, well, maybe they're for real. And then they come back out on this Thursday yeah. game, and it's a whole different story. So I, I think they're, a, they're an enigma. Uh, like, I think Tampa, I'm the same way as you. I thought they'd be pretty good, but they're, you know, they haven't super impressed me. And the Saints, I do feel that they're getting better, but like I said, I'm not going to fall for the Saints until they prove they can actually get above 500. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's an interesting division, and it, I really, you know, I still put Atlanta as a favorite, but it, more than any in any other division, I think it's really anybody's division to be had right now. Yeah, I'm with you, Larry. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. This was fun. Yeah, good deal. Thanks for having me. All right, that is Larry Holder. Get him on Twitter, at Larry Holder. He's a columnist for NOLA.com and co-host of sport, on Sports 1280 in New Orleans. Yeah, that NFC South, very interesting. All right, folks, we're going to take the break, come back, and we'll set up our four downs Domino's DraftKings contest, tell you how to jump on that and win some Domino's pizza prize packs and some cash. I'll get to my DraftKings sleeper picks and also the injury report. You've got to be aware of the injuries coming up for your fantasy lineup this week. A lot more coming up here on TSN. Four downs. Takes a low snap. Fires. Complete. At the 15. The 10. The 5. And in for the touchdown goes Nelson Aguilar. Imagine your Eagles came to Carolina and beat the 4-1 Carolina Panthers. Eagles now 5-1 on the season and they have 11 days to heal. The quarterback position is so important in this league and and that's one position that uh, you got to get right. And um, uh, he, he, he's, he's the right guy for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, fly, Eagles, fly, man. Carson Wentz and the Eagles look like they are for real. Welcome back to wrap up TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara, and you can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. The show at TSN and the number four downs. Guys, we're delivered by Domino's Pizza. Perfect football food, right? Or, or party food. You're just hungry food. Whatever. You go to dominoes.ca. Try their four-topping large pizza. Just $11.99. They have walk-in specials, carry-out specials all the time. Side dishes, marble cookie brownie for dessert. Great deals all the time at dominoes.ca. Dominoes.ca. Okay, we're going to go in heavy fantasy football here. And one of the most important things, one, is make sure your players aren't on the bye. We had a, a tweet in about uh, Jason Witten. Cowboys are on the bye week, so make sure you're paying attention. But also, injury is very important. TSN 4 Downs presents the Fantasy Football Injury Report. Ow! I love that, in- that, that sting. Well done, 
Mike Skrzniak. That's not your voice, though, right, Skrzy? I'm a man of many talents. Oh, my. And uh, I'll keep that one to myself. I'm going to start with the New York Giants wide receiving core, which is an unmitigated disaster. So, just to recap, Odell Beckham Jr., gone. Brandon Marshall, not here. Sterling Shepard, no. You're left with that wide receiver. You are actually left with a guy, Roger Lewis. Anyone here of Roger Lewis before last week? He's had about a 20 to 25% pickup rate in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. He had uh, two targets for one reception and a touchdown last week. They're going up against the Denver Broncos to make things worse. Oh, and by the way, the whole world's going to see it because it's primetime Sunday night. The only targets on the Giants right now are Evan Ingram at tight end and Roger Lewis. Uh, the Broncos should relatively easily be able to shut down Roger Lewis. This is going to be a bloodbath. Stay away from the Giants. We talked about it with our guest Rich Dotson from Dynasty Nerds earlier. I'm with him. Avoid the Giants. Then you got in the Green Bay backfield, Ty Montgomery expected to have limited snaps. Those ribs are still injured. They're nowhere close to 100%. So if you have Ty Montgomery, you might want to try to get a different option if you can. And if we're talking daily with DraftKings, I'd stay away from Ty Montgomery. Some good news on the injury side. Derek Carr back for the Raiders. Now, what does it mean with a guy who is coming back from literally a broken back? Screws like this guy. Like, how tough is Derek Carr going up against the Chargers? Cons- like, considering it's supposed to be a two to six week injury, yeah. he's only out for two weeks. That's pretty outrageous. Pretty good. He's a tough dude. Do you think Joey Bosa is licking his chops from the Chargers? He wants to plant. I think so. Derek so Carr. What if What if you have Amari Cooper and you've been disappointed the last three weeks? Do you still do you still keep trotting him out there? Like, don't you have to? Because you probably spent a second or third round. Pick sure on the you guy. did. Sure you did. Like, I, I picked up Crabtree. I went the other way in my draft because I figured he would keep carrying on, and he has what he did last year. But remember too, it's, it, Amari Cooper's been battling a knee injury, so he hasn't been at a hundred percent. Depends on your bench options. I'm assuming if you spent that high a pick, you probably don't have a wealth of depth outside of that for for fill-ins for Cooper. If if you have the luxury of benching, I'm sure. But otherwise, you got you got chance it. Right, and Marcus Mariota appears like he should be back too. What is his effectiveness going to be? Uh, Scrizz, you're much the better fan, than man. much better than Matt Castles. That's oh. for that's for sure. Wow, yeah. I'm trying that, to keep it clean over here. That's it. You, you, you almost so lost angry. it. You almost lost it. Almost. EJ Manuel and Matt Castle. That was our thought last year, right? Like or last week of ooh, stay away. So that's your injury report. You also forgot Stefan Diggs in oh, that Green Bay game. We mentioned Stefan Diggs earlier in the earlier in the show. Yeah, you're right. So in that Green Bay game, Ty Montgomery, Stefan Diggs is out. Case Keenum will also start in place of of uh, Sam Bradford. So okay, Diggs is out. Thielen becomes, I guess, the top target. Maybe some upgrade in value in a Kyle Rudolph. My guy, though, I'm going to skip right ahead here, Chris, to my sleeper picks. You can find it on DK Playbook DraftKings. Dot com and you go to the playbook section there. Uh, I tweeted out the link too at AndyMC81. One of my sleepers is Jarek McKinnon. And from a daily perspective, he's going 4100 bucks. I think that's a great value up against Latavius Murray, who hasn't done much. And McKinnon showed that he can be leaned on not just for the passing game, but has some burst up the middle still. So Jarek McKinnon might be your most valuable Viking this week, especially with the Green Bay defense that has top half of the league in allowing a receiver and running back points in fantasy. So you might want to look at Jarek McKinnon. Another sleeper there uh, talked about with George, uh, uh, George Kittle with the tight ends. 
I chatted about him, uh, I think, week one. It's you only like saying his name. It's adorable. Stop this. Kittle, Kittle. George Kittle. Don't make me get the meow drop. Dude, 3400 bucks for George Kittle. And he start 21.3 fantasy points last week. Finally broke through. We see it all the time with rookie tight ends. It takes a while for tight end, rookie tight ends, typically to emerge and develop because of the complexities of the position. They're just not tip, usually running out like a wide receiver. There's blocking assignments. It's a lot to take in. George Kittle and Brian Hoyer can be best friends. You can throw to the sticks. Speaking of tight end injuries, Tyler Eifert was announced this week. He's out for the season again. That's terrible. That's Poor terrible. guy. He's a beast in the red zone. When he actually plays, he plays, he's really, really good. But poor guy just can't stay on the field. And the backup, what, Croft? Croft or Kraft. Didn't he have two touchdowns against the Browns? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was that's like he yeah. had one touchdown previously in his career. Do you like that? I love it. The Browns Thanks. cure what ails you, folks. <laughs> Not everybody can play him. So take all your take all Houston players this week is what you're saying. Uh well, I wouldn't be against that. I think from a value side, you know, you're gonna pay a big big price for DeAndre Hopkins, but Will Fuller, I could have a huge week. A Griffin, who was a former sleeper uh of mine, perhaps, um, out of the backfield. You know, you, do you like Miller? And, of course, Deshaun Watson, right? Uh, a couple more quick sleepers for you here. Chicago Bears defense real cheap at 2700 bucks. Ravens, Joe Flacco can't move. They don't have any interceptions on the year, funny enough, but they're top 10 in sacks. I think they can get after Flacco. And one more, Kevin Hogan. Huh? No. Stop Come this. On. Every time you recommend the Browns, they suck. Well, what happened to Rashard Higgins? Hollywood? How about Ricardo Lewis? I never said Ricardo Lewis. I said, Jordan, I said Jordan Leslie, and he was doing Jordan well Leslie, yeah. until he practiced ham- squad wonder boy until his hamstring exploded. He had the o- 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 you, you the keep OBJ cursing, pack. You keep cursing your boys, man. You got to stop this. It's not up to me. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. If if you pass on Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson in consecutive drafts, you're doing it to yourself. Poor. I feel honestly. Why do they bench Deshaun Kaiser? Well, because they you need a win, up. man. They are one in twenty, dude. In the last two seasons, one. And 20. And what, Kevin Hogan's going to magically take them to the promised land? Here's why I think he could be a sleeper legitimately for if in your DraftKings lineup if you're looking to spend money on stars elsewhere. All Kevin Hogan has done since he, when he's come into play. Now, granted, teams have not game-planned for him. But he has moved the ball. He can move it with his legs. He's accurate. And he has scored touchdowns. That's all Kevin Hogan has done when given, the, uh, given an opportunity. And he was a darn good quarterback at Stanford as well. Didn't get a lot of attention, though. Kevin Hogan could... He's a he's a risk. I'm not. That's why they're sleepers. Okay, these aren't aren't sure things. I'm not telling you to go uh, go Aaron Rodgers. That's obvious. Kevin Hogan might be an interesting pickup because he can get yards with his legs and with his arms, and he has been scoring. So Kevin Hogan could be uh, an option for you here. Question coming in uh, on Twitter from Jeremy: uh, What's the value of Adrian Peterson with the Cardinals? Is Ellington a better start? I am not touching Adrian Peterson. At all. He's done. Forking him, baby. It's over. That O-line is pretty shoddy in Arizona as but well. But you know what? Scrizz, despite that, that's where you get the value, mainly in PPR, of course, but with Andre Ellington. got Three weeks in a row has had 13 fantasy points or more. 13 or more. He had 13.1, 19.4, 15.3, and it all is because of his dual threat ability. He's your change of pace guy. And AP is just going to be slotted in, given a few touches, especially week one. I don't think he's going to do much. Andre Ellington is the much smarter buy, yeah, in my it's, opinion. It's the volume. Carson Palmer's throwing the ball, I believe it's 44 times a game. Yeah. Through six we- five weeks. And Ellington's the, obviously the better ba- uh, pass catcher. 
Yeah, you're not touching it. Like, people were rushing to the waiver wire for AP this oh. week, and I just thought it was silly. It, that's the thing. You have to take into account what the player is now. It's not just name recognition, right? It's not, oh, AP used to be, yeah, so what? He used to be, he used to be real good. Now he's, he's not. He's, it's over. It's over. And he, had, he had a better situation with a better O-line and a better QB in New Orleans, and he can only average three yards per carry. Well, And he talked himself out of it. And it's crowded. They wanted to get a rookie in. It doesn't seem like Sean Payton really wanted him there to begin with. And, you know, what, what, do, what do you do? Uh, I have a question in from Adam Bombs 613 That's an old wrestling uh, reference there. Adam Bombs 613 Uh now, this was sent yesterday. He said Diggs and Hyde, uh, starting Diggs and Hyde this week, so obviously not for Diggs. Uh, but he said, if not, I can choose from Cobb, Emmanuel Sanders, and Golden Tate. Where do I go? So, Adam, I'm thinking out of those three, I'm really liking Golden Tate with the Lions. I was going to say the same thing. That New Orleans defense, it's played better. I'm not sold on that, and Golden Tate can be a possession monster. But Stafford has that wonky ankle. He does. It's the only thing that worries me. He does, and so is that going to come into effect? I'd still be willing to roll the dice with Golden Tate. Second up from that, uh, I would say Sanders, just because Cobb has disappointed me too many times this year, and, and, and Rodgers can spread the ball in so many different areas. Mm, I think i take Cobb over Sanders. Really? Just because I don't think Minnesota is going to have the ball as much. And having Aaron Rodgers compared to Trevor Simeon, I think game flow in that Broncos game is going to be a lot more running the ball because they're going to be up by a lot of points. Yeah, you could be pounding it. I think, though, if, we, if you do throw it, Sanders is going to be that guy who Simeon can trust and go to. It, it's going to be tricky. It, that's, that's a tough one. But out of You're not those, confident with either guy. I'm not confident with either guy except I'll go Golden Tate, even with the asterisks that uh, Stafford's ankle is wonky. All right, folks, great show today, man. That was fun. Uh, you can get the podcast at TSN 4 Downs at Andy MCD1. If you missed any of it, you can get us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on the show page, tsn1050.ca. Don't forget, sign up for the 4 Downs Domino's DraftKings contest. Go to draftfree.com, draftfree.com. Sign up. It's the Pick'em game. We didn't get to the, the tips this week, but it's where you pick each player who's going to do well in each category. Scriz and I are playing. We're playing for cash. We're not giving you nothing, man. you got to come beat us. Top 48, get cash. Top prize is a tremendous Domino's pizza package. So go to draftfree.com. Let's talk some trash on Twitter. Let's do it. All right. So for Mike Skrzyniak, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 and TSN 1150.